The ACC is chock full of quarterback talent for the 2023 college football season. Why isn't Kate Klubnick ranked inside the top three? I'll tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today, every day, Monday through Friday. Whenever I drop these episodes, I appreciate all the love and support. As always, you're my Clemson Tiger family and my every single dayers. Thank y'all. Man, we got a great show. Another great show. I tell you every time, but... I feel like I'm giving you guys really good content and that you love it. So if you continue to love it, I'm going to continue to give it to you. We're going to talk about a four-star 2024 DB that Clemson might be on the losing end, the losing side of this battle with the University of Texas. Next, and as well as, we're going to check the tape, linebacker Barrett Carter. Is he the best linebacker on the team and in the country? I'll talk about it. And let's get right into it. To kick it off the show, we're going to discuss the ACC quarterback rankings. I ranked these guys 1 through 10. And I'm going to tell you now, why isn't Caden the top three? Let's get into it. So, guys, my ranking, number one, I think it's very self-explanatory. North Carolina quarterback Drake May, over 5,000 yards, on the, bursting on the scene last year. And, and carried that that Tar Heels offense. Man had over 5,000 yards. Sorry, not 500,000, 5,000 yards, uh, you know, for the season on, on total offense. And he led the ACC in total yards per game. Everything that he has, this is a potential top five pick we're talking about. So he's got to be at the top. There's no debate. There's no discussion. None of that, right? Number two, Jordan Travis from Florida State Seminoles. FSU has a gamer, a playmaker, a baller on their hands, man. And he he he's really risen to the occasion. Was an inaccurate passer, not not as accurate as you'd like, just a really out of structure type of guy, which he still thrives out of structure. But point to me, uh, in my opinion, he's uh kind of leapfrogged and, and really gotten his game where it needs to be, and he's becoming a more consistent player. And number three is Duke quarterback. Riley Leonard, and I know some people are like, DP, what are you doing? Listen to me, guys. Riley Leonard is an absolute stud, right? He just came on the scene, similar to Drake May. People didn't know what to expect from Riley Leonard. They thought, well, you know, he might be okay. He he, he might give you a little something, but nah, he was, he was a stud. He was a baller over, I think, close to 4,000 yards total offense. Uh, you know, and he's a dual threat guy. He not only does he have the arm talent, he showed the ability to, to layer the pass passes down the field at all three levels with touch, timing, and anticipation, as well as when he needs to stretch the field, he can show that he can stretch it as well. But the dual threat ability, the legs, the 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 actual running ability that he brings, man, the kid got speed. All right, he's got speed, and um, and, and Duke is doing some good stuff over there at number four. I have Kate Klubnick, uh, you know what I mean? And, and we're going to talk about him in a second. Number five, I have Brennan Armstrong from North Carolina State. At number six, 
I have Tyler Van Dyke from Miami at number seven. I have Phil Jakovic, Jakovic who transferred from Boston College uh, to Pitt. Uh, so that's what seven. At number eight, I have Dick Plummer uh, from Louisville. At number nine, Garrett Schrader from Syracuse. And looks like a transfer from uh, from from the SEC to the ACC. Haynes King uh, is projected to be the Georgia Tech starting quarterback. So let's go back up to Cade. I said it in the opening. I said it at the beginning of this segment. Cade was not a top three quarterback for me in the preseason. And it's because we ha- we don't have enough on tape for him just yet. And, and and not only not so much that's not the main reason. The main reason because I think Riley Leonard proved showed himself last year, and that's why I've said it. You know, as we get close to, to week one, I'll talk about it and I'll break down that game. But Duke is not to be slept on. Okay, listen to me. Duke is not to be slept on, and Riley Leonard cannot be slept on either. So when you think about what he offers, uh, and what he offers, you know, for his offense. It's it's a lot, and he does so many different things very well for them. And I just I I, I just could not sit here and be like, well, the Cade. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Cade. Yes, I love Cade. You know, and I think that he has all of the makings to rise up to this. I think he can, if he plays a way up to his skill set, he could potentially usurp Riley Leonard. But for right now, guys, I have to keep. I have to be honest here. Riley Leonard's a better a better player right now, and, and he's he is dangerous. Like I said, that that the six foot four, six one, six foot five, two hundred plus pounds. Like I said, good arm. He threw twenty touchdowns, six interceptions, almost three thousand yards um, passing last year. And, and in a year, and on a team that no one believed really had much talent, but he rushed for almost eight hundred yards, seven hundred and seventy six rushing. Yards with 13 rushing touchdowns, guys. He was absolutely phenomenal last year. So when I tell you that's the he's the reason why Kate is in top three. And I know some probably some uh, North Carolina State fans or Virginia Tech fans that that or oh, Virginia, I'm sorry, fans that were um, that know who Brendan Armstrong is and <clears throat> are rooting for him. They're probably sitting there like DP. Well, why not him? And I think that's why for me he he's close, right? Like, well, he was what fifth. Like he he's in top five, but I, I need to see. Last year was an absolute disaster. Tony Elliott's first year. I'm not sure what went wrong for that team, uh, especially as they were so high powered and explosive. And I remember talking to to one of my one of my guys who scouts in the league, um, and we we talked, and he was like, "Man, I went to North Carolina, I went to Virginia for a visit, and he just talked. He talked very well of Brendan Armstrong, the arm talent. He said he he looks good in person." Um, you know, he, he could really rip it man, and, and put some RPMs behind it, but but it just didn't translate last year. And I know there were some injuries with the receivers, some nothing went right, nothing went right. So I, I, I put Cade over him right now because I need to see him rebound from that tumultuous season last year. But Cade is number four for me behind Riley Leonard, behind Jordan Travis, and behind, of course, the king of the, the ACC right now, which is Drake May. And and for me with Cade, it just you just want to see that that game to game growth, develop that that stability, right? That 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 consistency, rather, and, and and watch him continue to grow as a leader. He's doing a great job this this off season, um, really kind of taking the team on his back as a leader, understanding that hey, this is my job, and I have to be the guy that they need me to be. And um and with that fact, you know, all the reports have been good. 
all the reports that have been going coming out of, out, of, out of you know Death Valley when it comes down to Cade, but I just need to see him with the full season right now. The expectations are on, right? It, listen, fans fans called for him while DJU was still here, right? And I and we talked about that. If you haven't check out the you know one of the more previous previous episodes when I broke down the DJU Clemson offense conundrum from 2022. But you can't you you know the expectations. Especially here at Clemson in Death Valley, the expectations are going to be high, and that's just a fact, guys. So yes, he's going to come out with expectations. He wants to come out and play well, and and uh, versus a, a a conference that is, like I said in the, in the opening, this is chock full of talent. There's a lot of talented quarterbacks in this conference. The passing offenses have what you need in this conference. So that's all, that's all I'm saying, guys. Is just again just. Understand that while Cade has a high ceiling in, in, in this offense and the new offense and everything, that's the other part. New offense, he's learning everything. First time starter, it's just a lot. Can he come out like game busters and do Drake May did? Hopefully, because that if he does what Drake May did last year, I truly believe Clemson's going to be in the national title game or, or in the in the college football playoffs rather, and maybe national title. But nonetheless, guys, so that's my QB rankings. Cade comes in at number four. Right now in the preseason, but again, can he rise to the to the can, can the cream rise to the top? One hundred percent. So guys, listen. So a cream rising to the top, man. Barrett Carter is the creme de la creme of linebackers, and dare I say, he might be the best on the team. So we're gonna check the tape on linebacker Barrett Carter coming up next. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because, guys, hear me out. Right now, new customers get in no sweat. First bet up to one thousand dollars i'm gonna run that back i'm gonna repeat myself right now new customers get in no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's right that's up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win what do you need to do just go to fanduel.com slash locked on today to join guys if you're a braves fan a mets fan a yankees fan whatever team you're a fan of you can bet on your team without question with FanDuel. So you don't want to miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. All you need to do is just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up because FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Checking the tape, ladies and gentlemen, Barrett Carter step up to the plate. Linebacker, your Clemson Tiger weak side linebacker listed at six foot one. 225 pounds. Barrett Carter, listen to some stats here. Listen to some stats, guys. I got some numbers for you. I got some numbers, all right? Barrett Carter, over 60 over sixty uh, tackles, 37 run stops, uh, you know, really good in pass coverage, 17 pressures, five QB hits, two forced fumbles, and five sacks on the season and two batted passes. This young man, when you talk about locating the football, a nose for the football, those those uh, cliche football terms, that's Barrett Carter. And one, one thing I really love about him and his game, his, his athleticism and straight line speed, oh, that is evident 
when you watch him. You, you, you watch him in pass protection. Oh, not pass protection, but in pass coverage, rather. I'm sorry. And you see him drop off to a spot, being a spot dropper, drop off where he needs to. Uh, his head's always on the swivel, reading the, the route concepts and whatever may be threatening his zone when he's in zone coverage, but also a communicator while he's in zone because you can't play zone without communicating. Because, yes, you could be sitting in your zone, and, yes, your zone comes first. That's your priority. But if you got a, a receiver entering and exiting your zone on, like, a shallow cross, you talk to your to your teammate and, and look at Jeremiah Charles and say, hey, cross are coming, cross are coming. And he does a good job of that, letting and alerting his teammates uh, alongside him in the shallow areas, hey, this is coming your way. This is coming your way. I got this. I pick up that. And you see it on tape. But not only that, but once he identifies where the ball is going, oh, the burst, the click and close, the ability to plant and go is legitimate, guys. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, it's a couple years ago. It was uh, Devin White and um, Devin Bush, two linebackers that ran 4-4. Devin White, of course, out of LSU. Uh, Devin, yeah, Devin White out of LSU and Devin Bush out of Michigan. I would not be surprised if Barrett Carter is in that in that realm. T- Trenton Simpson this year was a, what four four guy. I think he said it at the combine, you know. And, and I look at Barrett Carter. He plays physical. He's strong. Good contact balance. You talk about a guy that does not mind getting physical and getting aggressive and just putting his face into the fire, getting dirty, get, doing the dirty work versus the run. Tight ends being able to uh, use his arms, and his wingspan to shock. Shed, uh, you know, stack, shock, and shed, and be able to to, to displace tight ends that they're trying to block them. Being able to to clear himself when you have a line uh, lineman climbing up to the second level, right? He's really aggressive. A uh, guy that I, I love his ability. Like I said, athletically, when you think about all the athletic quarterbacks, right, and especially for an NFL team, you want a Barrett Carter, a guy that. You can drop him off into coverage, but if there's nothing threatening, he can convert that to a spy. So that quarterback leaks out his way, you got him, right? Like and he can chase guys down. He can cut off angles, right? He he he's I typically talk about running backs being an angle beater when, when you have a fast running back. If you got a good angle, they can beat you. If the running back has the leverage, he's a leverage beater because his speed allows him to overtake the leverage and close the door. You know what I mean? And close the door. On these run on, on whoever has the ball, running backs, wide receivers, and then I love his coverage ability as well because you see him line up like a DB, and, and I think that's what through some I've seen some publications and some media sites. I think it may have been like ESPN and CBS Sports. Someone had him listed as a nickelback, right? So I think that's going to be the the conundrum that people are going to look at because it's like oh he's six one, he's two twenty five. It's going to be the Trenton Simpson conversation all over again. Where do you play him? Is he a linebacker? Is he weak side? Is he strong side? Is he a just a big safety that's kind of masquerading as a linebacker. What is he, right? And, and while he's good, in my opinion, of, of, of freeing himself and dislodging, you know, the hands of of, of, pull, of pulling and climbing offensive linemen, you're still going to want to have a bigger defensive front in front of him, a defensive line in front of him to keep him clean because you want this young man to be able to scrape and flow to the football freely without restrictions, without a guy coming in, you know, coming up to the second level and trying to cut him off and pick him off and create a cutback lane for the running back or a running quarterback, what have you. And I talked about it in the first segment when I ranked the, 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 the ACC starting quarterbacks, right? Who did I talk about? Riley Leonard. Well, guess what? 
Barrett Carr is going to be really instrumental in keeping Riley Leonard in the pocket because you're going to need his physicality. He's a heavy hitter, too. You see hits on, on tape where it's like, there we go. That's some of that 2090s football. That's what we look for. Some of that physicality, baby, to go ahead and lower that boom on the on, on the on the ball carrier, on the receiver, or tight end. This kid is so talented. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now. And I say this with full confidence. If Barrett Carter were, were to be 6'3, 235 with his athleticism, his physicality, and all that, he's probably a top 15 pick easy. But because he's going to be listed at six foot one, which some people will tell you, you know, my guy Keith Sanchez, who worked in college football, I was like, yeah, sometimes the listed height is typically by the inch or so off, right? So he might be six foot, 225, 230. And now put, put him in the Kobe Dean type of range. And that was where teams will have that conundrum. Like, man, can I, can I really? I think the big things are the the the, the wingspan, the, the arm length in terms of okay, if he is in zone and, and quarterbacks like the Mahomes and all these uh, Josh Allen's and all these guys that can layer the football over the top of the second level, can he make a play? You know, not not only is he athletic to go up and get the ball, but does he have the arm length to get a full stretch out? Right, for those who watch me on YouTube, to get the full stretch out and make the play. So I think those are going to be the questions that need to be answered, but they really won't be answered uh, truthfully. Uh, size-wise until the combine, uh, you know, if he does declare, because he could come back for another year if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the day, this is a young man that I definitely think has first-round skill set, you know, at, at worst, second round. You know what I mean? He's got first-round potential and skill set, right? But, you know, he's got to check off some of the some of the height, weight, and, you know, height, weight, and arm length requirements that the NFL teams still use to this day, to this day. To this day, so we'll see. Shout out to Deontay Wilder for that great sound bike that he did a while back. But yeah, guys, I mean, like I said, checking the tape, I absolutely love Bear Carter, one of my favorite players. Um, one of my favorite players in this, uh, in, in, in the 2024 potential draft class. And I can tell you right now, Bear Carter is a Dame's dude's stamp it. Shout out to all my locked on NFL draft listeners who may be tuning into this. But guys, you want to get into those, are, we talk about some good stuff, man. I might have some bad news. I might have some bad news. You know, on the prowl, four-star recruit. We may not be favored for this talented DB. We're going to talk about him coming up next on the prowl. On the prowl, guys. And, man, the 2024 recruiting classes, everything is just heating up. It's heating up, and you're looking for more, right? I always talk about you look for more uh, more players, more four-stars, more three and four-stars to help strengthen this class. Well, we have a four-star recruit, Corian Gibson, defensive back, safety cornerback from Lancaster, Texas, six one, six foot even, one hundred and sixty pounds. And um, you know, back in April, he he initially put Clemson in his top five schools remaining. And um, and this is a four, consensus four-star too. One dot com has him as a four-star. Twenty-four-seven Sports has him as a four-star. ESPN has him as a four-star, and Rivals dot com has him as a four-star. So he is a four-star. Through and through from the looks of it, guys. But man, I think the big thing, you know, looking at I always talk about one.com, uh, you know, uh replace the 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 E uh with a three, and you got yourself an elite group of people, man. That's that's one.com. That's how you spell it, is uh on3.com. And there they have a recruiting prediction machine going based, you know, you know, where they kind of base their predictions and everything. 
and Clemson has a 19% chance uh, right now to land uh, Corey and Gibson, while Texas has a 78% chance. Now, I'm going to tell you, you know, I was trying to you know, read to you the scouting report on, the, on these recruits uh, per the great people over at one.com. Uh, the college scouting report on him, college recruit, recruiting scouting report, rather, uh, smooth defensive back with speed and skills to play multiple positions in the secondary. He has a thin build, checking in at around six foot, six feet, 165 pounds, with a six foot two and a half wingspan at the Under Armour Dallas camp prior to his senior season. Turns in strong marks as a sprinter in track and field, consistently runs sub 11 seconds in the 100 with a personal best of 10.62. So that is rolling for a high school junior. Uh, has lined up at both corner and safety for Lancaster, but starting to look more and more like a cornerback prospect at his career as his career progresses. At ease, covering outside or in the slot, has relatively refined footwork and coverage, transitions easily and cleanly, shows the top-end speed to run with receivers on vertical routes, triggers quickly in defending underneath runs, will need to tack on considerable mass uh, to his thin frame, did not have a lot of ball production as a junior. And a lot of times, you know what the, the, the saying is? DBs are typically receivers who can't catch. So maybe that's why he doesn't have balls, because maybe he can't catch. But I love the, the scouting report, because you're going to get a guy that, that has the speed and athleticism, um, who's fearless, willing to trigger downhill and be a, a player in the run game, plus one. And, and 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 the coverage ability to play inside and out, play defense, play play on the top of the roof, right? As a as a free safety and, and you know as a safety in general, but also walk down and play cornerback. And now that that's that bodes so well because you that gives you the ultimate flexibility. Because if this kid continues to grow, there I say it's a six two six three, maybe he's 180, 190, and his wingspan gets to six seven six eight. That's an ideal candidate is a guy that can match it with big body receivers, but if he keeps that speed and easy, uh, the, the what we call oily hips, the ability to transition easily uh, in, in turns and in cuts and everything, to stay with those twitchier kind of under undersized receivers, that also means he he also will give you some of the value, some value against tight ends as well. But again, right now Texas and it, and it, it makes sense, right? It make it, it kind of makes sense. Let's let's be honest here. This young man is from Lancaster, Texas, right? Some kids do want to stay home. Some kids absolutely want to stay home and stay closer to home. Uh, and and you, you kind of look at it, right? It's easier access for him. When it comes down to Clemson, he's been on three total visits. Uh, in March and April, he had two unofficials. He came he, he came in on June 2nd for his official. Well, for, for Texas, this is right in his neck of the woods. He's had five total visits. Four. Even going back to last year, guys, last January, January 1st, I mean, January 22nd, January 22nd, 2022, July 28th, 2022, November 12th, 2022. Then another unofficial visit, January of this year, January 21st, 2023. And his official visit was just four days ago for Texas. So he's had five. He's built it since last January, guys, well over almost a year and a half now that he's built up a relationship with them. But again, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. You know, that's isn't that in the movie? I think it's in the movie. 
But it's not over until it's over. Until the bell rings, ding, ding, ding. This recruiting thing, this recruiting battle isn't over. So I mean, he like this is a guy that has a ninety-three point nine four grade with one.com, and and he's the number eight cornerback, number twelfth recruit out of Texas, and the number sixty-seventh uh, national recruit in the nation, national recruiting. So I, I, I listen, talented kid, clearly has upside. He's got to, like I said, he's got to bulk up because at the end of the day, you're going to face some bigger body. Receivers in college football, some guys who are stronger than you. You gotta, you gotta handle that, right? Not only that, but the run game. Like, and I agree. I, I, I love the trigger, right? The ability to trigger downhill and feel comfortable doing so. But also at the same time, let's keep this thing 100. If you're 165 pounds, we gonna have some concerns about you holding up against the run and, and being staying healthy. So I think that's really the big thing. Is just like I said, Texas versus Clemson. He's from the Lone Star State, right? He's he's from there, and you just kind of hope that you know Clemson can because you because you need to continue to keep bringing in corners. You're going to need to keep bringing these guys in simply because of the fact that Nate Wiggins, I truly believe, is going to be in a, a, a 2024 NFL draft prospects after the season, and um, you know, and you know, I'm hearing second, third round grades for him, and right now, just off of last year. So, and he was the first year starter. So I think, you know, another great year, another strong year, he's NFL bound. So you need somebody that can come in, even if he's young, even if he's young, who cares? You need, you need bodies, you need talent. And this is a guy that I would definitely say push hard for and try to bring him into the four-star guy to continue to bolster this top five recruiting class in the nation. Let's get top two, baby. Let's go, man. Let's go. But guys, listen, that's our show. We talked, uh, like I said, we talked to uh, <laughs> Corey Ann Gibson, uh, four-star, 2024, you know, cornerback, safety, defensive back, what have you, and and how we are not on – we mean we may not pull this one out unless they go Steph Curry in the 2022 NBA Finals with a clutch 50-something point performance to nail it and, and, and you know – and get him in the full in, in overtime. I just don't see it happening, guys. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's not over. It's not over. I said that earlier. It's not over until it's over. But we'll see. Uh, and, and, and checking the tape, Barrett Carter. I think he's the best. The best linebacker on this team, and he may be. He may be the best in college football. And a rank. I ranked. The ACC starting quarterbacks and K Klubnik was not numbered. He wasn't in the top three, but he was number four. He wasn't in the top five. So don't come at me with the with the pitchforks, guys. I'm just telling you, I, I want him to earn some of this. They're giving him a lot of we giving him a lot of love. He's got to earn this now. He's got to earn it now. You, you, you want to be up there with Jordan Travis and, and Drake May. You got you kind of got to earn that. Those boys are those boys are proven. You got to earn that now. Uh, but guys, listen, I, I thank y'all for joining me. Listen, as always, go subscribe and follow free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Go listen. To, if you if you can't catch me on YouTube, definitely go to the audio side and, and download, uh, subscribe, share, and, and leave a five-star review. Appreciate all the love and support. As always, guys, thank you all for making Locked On uh, Clemson your first listen today and every single day. Um, you know, and, and, and really tapping in with me. like That support means a lot to me. So on tomorrow's show, on tomorrow's show, we're going to rank the top, well, rank the, the head coaches in the ACC, right? Where's Dabo? Is Dabo really at number one? Does he is, does he still hold that truth? 
We're going to find out tomorrow as well as I'm going to get into that Taj Boyd conversation. I told y'all a couple of episodes ago I wanted to get into it. I'm going to talk about Taj Boyd, man. We're going to talk about talk about bro. And, of course, on the prowl, we can get into some more recruiting news. But, guys, listen, in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me there at DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I talk back. You know I love it. Go, go ahead and holler at me there on Twitter. But listen, as always, come and join the conversation again tomorrow, guys, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.